0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the Reds
0: Hot Stove League. The
2: Reds are on the radio.
0: The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA
2: Architects, Thompson-McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction, the
0: Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by...
1: And this one belongs to the Reds!
0: CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business.
2: Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy
0: dealers. The Healthcare Management Group, greater care for greater Cincinnati. And by Woody Sander Ford, I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everything. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home
2: of the Reds.
1: And a pleasant good evening, everyone, from the Holy Grail Banks across the street from Great American Ballpark. Welcome again to this Wednesday night edition of the Reds Hot Stove League. We have a crowd here that is rapidly increasing by the moment. So if you're in the process of parking your car, get somebody else to park it. Jump out and race in here. Otherwise, you're going to be standing up for the next hour. We have got an action-packed 55 minutes, Tom Brenneman. Do we not? Well, we got a lot going
2: on. I mean, there are a lot of things happening with the Reds organization, a lot of things, uh, very exciting things happening in the Reds organization. We have Reds Fest, of course, coming up this weekend. We're going to talk to Phil Castellini about that here in just a second. And we have a very big announcement regarding a new inductee to the Reds Hall of Fame, which is coming up in about 15 minutes from now.
1: Uh, For the moment, uh, and Tom mentioned it, it, it's almost like a cameo appearance. Uh, We get you once a year, and we talk about the same thing, but it never diminishes the importance of what's beginning. I'm talking with Phil Castellini now, the Red COO, of what occurs at the Duke Energy Convention Center beginning on Friday afternoon and carrying through all day Saturday, and that's uh, the 2017 Reds Fest.
3: Yeah, there's no question, Marty, and and this event has evolved to be – uh, and, and I don't just say this because it's our market and we're proud of the job that our group's doing there, but I think it's one of the finest uh, fan events in any sport sure. in any market. And our group does such a great job, and all the sponsors that help out and partners that help us put this event on. It really is unbelievable. It takes up the entire convention center. We have an event for season ticket holders tonight, so it's really those who don't know, we have an event for kids tomorrow night for season ticket holders, so it's really almost become a four-day event on all the floors of the convention center. It's really unbelievable, and I couldn't be more proud of what the group does every year to pull this off.
1: Bill, you've got a laundry list of current players. You've got a laundry list of former Reds players. You've got a laundry list of young men headed by the number two pick in the nation last year, which for me might as well have been the number one pick overall in the high school kid out of California, and Hunter Green, he's going to be here. It's just something that has grown by leaps and bounds. I don't know that even you, who who has a grand scheme of things and has a foresight to look down the road, would ever envision this event becoming what it's become and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year.
3: Yeah, it does. And one of the things we hear, uh, and you're talking about Hunter Green, when when our minor league guys come here for the first time, a lot of them, this is the first event that they do for the Mm -hmm. Reds outside of you know, spring training sure. or what have you, and they don't get here to the to the ballpark much in season. Uh, they're blown away as well, right. and and I think they're treated like rock stars and feel like rock stars before they're even on the 40-man roster. And 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 then we get old guys as well back, Dave Parker, Eric Davis, you know, Browning. Those guys always come back. Aaron Harang will come back. Sweet Lou Pinellas in town. Um, that event tonight for season ticket holders is Barry Larkin uh, is going to be there and Jim Day is hosting as well. So you get Eric Davis and Barry Larkin on the stage for a Q and a at the same time. That's pretty awesome. Those are guys in my wheelhouse sure. of, of that nineties team. And, and so it, it's exciting. And all these, wrap around events, continue to add benefit to being a season ticket holder. It's just awesome. And you're right, Marty. It's, it's, uh, it's grown to be one of the best in the business, no question.
1: Phil, uh, for those folks who are here at the Holy Grail and for those who might be listening. On our Ridge Radio Network, uh, give them the pertinent information, the start times and right. where they so can get tickets. Right, so, you know,
3: kind of general show opens Friday at uh, 3 p.m. Uh, you can get a two-day pass for $25, uh, 12 for kids uh, that are 12 and younger. Single-day passes are 17 and 7 for kids. Um, and it opens at 3 till about 10.30 Friday night. Saturday will kick off at 11 a.m. and wrap up at 6.30. But you guys that have been up to the poker know yeah. it goes much longer than that, well into Saturday night with that poker event, which is a lot of fun with the players. And as you recall, last year we added bingo Friday night, Correct. which is pretty fun too. And, and I'll be up there calling the numbers for an hour on Friday night, somewhere in the mix.
2: Well, that's the most high-tech thing I've ever seen. I did that last year, the first year that we brought in the bingo last year. And yeah. if nobody's ever been to – a lot of people have been. But if you've never been to a really big-time bingo operation, it, it is – it is extraordinary I'm telling you the what. way they run that operation. So to
3: that end, we went and benchmarked the big one on the west side. And let me tell you, they don't mess around <laughs> with bingo over there, man. No, they do not. And I went to that event. I was blown away. And that's when we figured out, okay, you're not just going to say we're doing bingo. You better know how to do it because the folks that are coming are professional bingo players. And that's exactly what our group did, put together the right type of event. As you know, Charlie... Uh, we had Charlie at the Reds Community Fund and his staff, all of us, went and benchmarked that event. We had a great time, learned a lot, and they really helped us figure out how to put it on the right way.
2: You know, I think it's always interesting to try and, and reach some of the people that have maybe never been before. For those that have been to Reds Fest before, you know what it's like, and it gets better every year. But. For some at home right now, they might be saying, geez, I've always kind of thought about maybe going to that event, especially people along the Reds radio network and driving in from out of town. It's not like you have to be here tomorrow at 3 o'clock to enjoy it. I mean, if you get off work and you're getting in at six thirty, seven o'clock here to Cincinnati tomorrow night, and you've got three hours, you're still going to enjoy it. And the same thing on Saturday.
3: Yeah, no question about it. You know, we do do the big moment where all of the players that are in attendance are on the main stage at 5.30 Friday night. That's kind of the big thing. The rest of the time, they're pretty much spread out amongst the show, doing autographs or reading or photo ops and that kind of stuff. But to your point, uh, you really have to see it to experience it. It It's as big a show that happens at the convention center. It's all baseball-focused. Uh, it was modeled after Major League Baseball's Fan Fest at the All-Star Game, and, and, and Zach Bonkowski and I, you know, saw that first one back in 2007, and said, "This is what we got to do." 2006, actually in Pittsburgh, you know, this is what we've got to do, and it's taken us this time to create, you know, the, the, the show that it has evolved into. But it is action-packed. There's lots to do. Crosstown Shootout this weekend. Well, lucky we have a sports bar at Reds Fest that, while you're in between watching the stuff on the main stage, you can catch that. Uh, great UC Xavier matchup. So, and, and that started years ago. Actually, there was a big football, college football game on one of those first years that we exploded the event, and then we said, "Hey." Let's not make that an excuse why you can't come. We'll make sure you can catch that, too, while you're at Red's Fest. So there's food and sports bars and, and interactives for kids. And the, and the and same thing
2: legal. Saturday night. I mean, for yeah. those that are big Ohio State fans and fans coming in from other places, that game starts at 7 o'clock. we got the sports bar
1: going Saturday night. You're there, too, for that.
3: Yeah, no question.
2: Uh,
1: you can't forget, and I know you touched on it, but uh, the poker tournament has also just grown By leaps and bounds, you get people coming from all over the place just to get involved in that, with the hope of uh, when the last man is standing, whenever it might be 12:30 or one o'clock in the morning, they take away a nice, tidy little sum of money. They
3: really do, and you know, a very good friend of both yours and mine, Marty, and a a limited partner owner of the Reds, Rick Steiner, really helped us get that event started off in the right way years ago and it's a lot of fun and, and you've been there Marty in particular when we have 40 man roster guys yep. kind of make it to that final table at 10 it's a blast for them it's a blast for the folks that are there and
1: you can win some good money well it was Todd Frazier who I think probably went further than anybody among the 40 man roster guys and uh, there was a, a level of excitement in the room that night because he continued to win and win yeah and win.
3: that's a that's a little secret if, if the Reds player wins the community fund gets to keep the money so trust me I'm rooting for them Just like Charlie Frank is.
1: (laughs) And and the other thing we cannot overlook, Phil, is you'll hear an often used cliche about a Herculean task. There is no better example than the fact that it seems like every single employee in this organization is involved in this event. Mm -hmm. For those who have never been on the floor of the Duke Energy Convention Center, when you walk in and you see everything there is to see, uh, it's a direct result of the long hours and the and the hard work that these people put into making this thing the success that it is.
3: Yeah, there's no question, and absolutely everybody in the in the, in the organization participates. The, our our full-time staff, as well as many volunteers, have stuffed twenty thousand gift bags wow. as uh, part of what you get to go into the event. As you know. Um, we've got a lot of great partners, Fox Sports and, and PNC Bank continue to be great supporters. And, you know, that, that's the thing, Marty. People call it the off season, and, I, and my answer to that is always I'll let you know when I find one what, it, what the <laughs> off season's like because it's, it's guns a-blazing for our side of the business, and we're excited to do it and excited to keep baseball front of mind for the entire calendar year. Well,
1: well we look forward to being a part of it. Um, I know this is one of the busier weeks of the entire year. Uh, for you, whether it be involved in Reds Fest or whatever else might there be involved in. And uh, we look forward to seeing you beginning on Friday. Likewise, tonight. guys.
3: Great to be with you. Thanks again to the Holy Grail. Uh, go Redlegs. We'll see you at the uh, convention center. See you tomorrow
1: afternoon. All right. All
2: righty. Thanks, Bill Phil. Castellini, kind enough to join us. And when we come back, breaking news. You will hear it here first. The Reds have a new inductee to the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. Rick Walls
1: will tell us who that person is when we come back. And we're back for the Reds' Hot Stove League Wednesday night show here at the Holy Grail Banks. Or, 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 or Tuesday night show, either one. It's Wednesday night. Is it? All day. It used Wednesday. to be Tuesday. Tomorrow's Yesterday. Thursday, and that's followed by Friday. Thank you. As I was saying, the Reds' Holiday <laughs> Gift Pack is on sale right now. Starting at only 40 bucks. the gift pack includes four ticket credits, good toward any combination of Reds games next season plus you get a new limited edition luxury throw blanket featuring the great american ballpark skyline purchase your Reds holiday gift pack now at the Reds kiosk located in Kenwood town center or at reds.com slash holiday some restrictions apply In the second half of our program tonight we invite you to dial us up or those of you here at the holy grail banks you've got something on your mind you want to talk about by all means feel free if you're listening. Uh, 749-7000 is our number locally. And the toll-free number is 1-800-843-2441. That's 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE. Tom promised you a big announcement, and Tom will deliver. Joining us here on the
2: show, the executive director of the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. 86 players. 86 members. 80 players. Four managers. Three executives are in the Hall of Fame. The Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. An 87th member will join the list. And Rick Walls, who is that player headed to the Reds Hall of Fame?
4: Well, I'm going to drag it out just for, for a minute. All right. Uh, it's kind of important to know a little bit of the background and how we got to this okay. Hall of Fame inductee. So there are two ballots that uh, make up kind of the Reds Hall of Fame election process every couple years. And one is the modern player ballot this year. Clark Schaefer Hackett is the sponsor. And that's the ballot that six candidates were on this year. They were Aaron Boone. Adam Dunn, John Franco, Danny Graves, Scott Rowland, and Reggie Sanders. So for about six weeks, there was voting online, and also the media and some broadcasters voted, as well as the alumni. Now, those votes were compiled to get the modern player winner. There's a veterans committee that will look at players that played more than 13 years ago. Their discussions, deliberations will be at a later date. So today we're just talking about the modern player ballot winner. Uh, So all of those votes combined for those six-week period, and we are really proud today to to announce, and this is on behalf of the board of directors of the Reds Hall of Fame, uh, that the 2018 inductee into the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame and Museum will be a big-time power hitter, Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn
2: played for the Reds from 2001 through 2008. And as you mentioned, uh, uh, Rick was a top vote getter selected by fans and, and all the others that you just mentioned a moment ago. A 520 slugging percentage. That ranks third in franchise history behind only Frank Robinson and Joey Votto. Only Johnny Bench, Tony Perez, and Frank Robinson hit more home runs in a red uniform than yeah. Adam Duck.
4: Yeah, this guy, I mean, 270 home runs. That's fourth on the all time list behind Bench Robinson Perez. I mean, this is, he led or tied the club for home runs in seven of his eight seasons here. And he's the only red to have 440 home run seasons. You know, a couple other great stats to, to know about Adam. I mean, he led the club in RBIs uh, four times, his 646 RBIs, that's 20th in franchise history, and his 678 runs, he scored a lot of runs, is 18th in history. I mean, he's fourth in Rookie of the Year voting in 2001 when he came up with the Reds. He was an All-Star in 2002. Uh, his on-base percentage of three eighty is the seventh best friend in franchise history. Only Robinson and Votto, Frank Robinson, Joey Votto, have a higher on-base plus slugging percentage. Mm -hmm. That's pretty special when you think of the company that he is in here. And then the last couple of interesting interesting stats. He's second on the Reds' all-time list for walk-off home runs with seven, grand slams with nine, and game-winning home runs with 46. And his ratio of one home run per every 13.8 at-bats ranks first in club history. So he kind of could do it all from the plate in in that sense and getting on the base and knocking in the runs and, and hitting the home runs. I mean, this guy was a perennial power for the Reds, and he was one of the faces of that franchise for about eight years. From to Let me ask you a question, uh, Rick. I'm always curious
2: because when I see uh, the ballots come
4: out, and you mentioned
2: some of the names, uh, you know that were up for this coming year, and guys like Aaron Boone, who was so good here, John Franco was exceptional here, not as long as maybe as some of the others. Danny Graves, the all-time saves leader, rolling here for a while, big impact. Reggie Sanders. What I'm getting at is. Are you, as the executive director, are you sometimes surprised by how these votes turn out? You know,
4: the interesting part about Reds Hall of Fame, the team Hall of Fame, and it's really in the eye of the fan here. And we wanted the fans to be able to choose who they think should be in the Hall of Fame. And, and this year, I, I really wasn't surprised the way it came out at all and because I, I've heard how he's been discussed uh, with the fans. I've heard the media talk about him, and especially nowadays, I think with the way they look at stats a little bit differently, yep. you heard me reel off a lot of percentages. That's kind of the way a lot of guys are looking at the game these days. And, you know, your fans, if they get engaged and get involved, uh, you know, you could make a case for any of those six guys huh. on the ballot. There's no doubt about it. And a lot of these guys will get their due maybe on the Veterans Committee ballot. So a lot of times the popular candidate can win on this, uh, but that's why we do the third, third, third system, to make sure it's spread out and fair and it's not just an online kind of balloting to make sure someone gets in.
2: Now, I assume you had a chance to talk to Adam Dunn and break the news that he's going into the Reds Hall of
4: Fame? We did. uh, uh, Our board president, Tyler McMullen, who's here with us today, he he and I both called him today, and we were able to break the news. We caught him uh, on a trip uh, it was it was a great conversation. He was thrilled. Uh, he's looking forward to coming back. Uh, we talked about how big a weekend that is next year and how many you – know, Griffey, his teammates, went through this in 2014. Uh, and he went to the 08 induction of Barry Larkin, and that was one of the first big ones that we had over at right. the convention center. So this is a homecoming for, you know, an opportunity for him to see the fans, to see his teammates, uh, and his – you know, we're just going to treat his family – uh, really, really well when they come back. I mean, this will become a very memorable weekend for him. I hope his experience from now through induction is really special.
2: I know I'm getting ahead of myself here for a second, but, but when they hear a name and there are a lot of big Adam Dunn fans out there and with all the alumni coming back in the Reds Hall of Fame, the, the picture every year of the guys in the red jackets up there is just extraordinary, no matter how many times you've seen it.
4: That weekend is planned for when? July 21st and 22nd. So that's, those are the games you want to look for. We're playing the Pirates that weekend. Saturday will be the on-field induction ceremony, and Sunday will be coming out soon with how you can attend the gala, which will be over at the convention center. And that is probably going to be about a 1,500-person event like it is every single time. I mean, this is just a great celebration of a long history of a ball club in Cincinnati that dates back to 1869 the largest team Hall of Fame in all of baseball, and the longest continually operating team Hall of Fame in baseball. And I think we do it better than any other club. I agree. The Reds embrace it, the fans embrace it, and we couldn't do it without everybody involved.
2: If I can ask you, and I know you said it won't be announced to a a later date, who are some of the names that are at least under consideration in the veterans?
4: Well, it's, there's, a, there's a list of about 30 names are in there, and and you can look up. There's some names that you would you wouldn't have heard of. They played right. back in the you know the 18th, late sure. 1800s, early 1900s. Frank Dwyer, uh, Ken Raffensberger, Marty. You might know a couple of these guys who were on this committee in the past. So there's some great names that are floating out there. Uh, there's some uh, managers on there: Pat Moran, Lou Pinella, Dave Bristol. Uh, you got some. Uh, Bob Ewing is, a, is a, a player for the Reds. Let's go with. Uh, uh, guys from the night, Hal Morris is on the ballots. I mean, there are. I didn't uh, mean to throw you on the spot no, there's, on that. I know there are a lot of it's guys It's a great, it's a good list. Uh, Fred Norman, Ed Bailey, Johnny Edwards. It's, it's, you can make a case for a lot of those guys.
2: Rick can't thank you enough. All right. Well, Huge thank news you. tonight. The executive director of the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum with the big news, Adam Dunn. The newest member of the Reds Hall of Fame. We're back with your calls and your
1: questions in a moment. And with Tom Brenneman, I'm Marty Brenneman. We're back at the Reds Hot Stove League here at the Holy Grail Bank. Tickets are on sale now for this year's Fox Sports Ohio Reds Fest. As we discussed earlier with Phil Castellini, presented by PNC Bank, it'll be at the Duke Energy Convention Center Friday and Saturday. Two days of fan interaction with current and former Reds players, including autographs, photographs, and more. Plus enjoy live music, interactive games for all ages, one of a kind memorabilia and more. You can purchase your RedsFest tickets now at reds.com/redsfest. It officially gets underway on Friday afternoon and yes, we will be there in living color. 749-7000 is our local number 1-800 This is Marty Wortman and I know I give us a call and we'll be happy to discuss whatever might be on your mind relative to Reds baseball. And anything else that might come up.
2: And did you mention people in the audience can ask questions as yes, well. Yes, they
1: can. If and
2: you. if you want to come on up, I think we have a microphone right over here. So anybody in the audience who might have a uh, question about what's going on with the Reds and, and what's happening with the ball club so far this winter. Not a lot of movement. I mean, y- y- not know, yet. Not yet. But, uh, but these are the kinds of things that right about now, between now and the time you hit the holidays, there's generally a lot of action. That'll get cranked up as teams
1: evaluate what they need to do and, and what they, you know, players they want to keep and guys they don't. Well, I, the winter meetings begin for baseball on December 10th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I gotta believe that there was ground rule, uh, groundwork laid when the general managers' meeting took place. I think either earlier this month or last yes. month, and and so you're normally gonna see some action in terms of trades or in terms of free agent signings or whatever the case might be, either during the winter meetings or shortly thereafter between the end of them and, of course, the Christmas and the New Year's holiday seasons. Uh, You know, you uh,
2: were on your... uh you know, Caribbean soiree and, you know, Certainly. cruising all over the, you know. we'll Do it
1: again in January, too. Yeah, right. I know. You, you,
2: why do it just once, right? Exactly. Anyway, uh, you know, thank while you. you were down,
1: yeah, absolutely. Enjoy yourself. Well, thank you. you, you. You've earned to, it. You've earned it. I'd love to get that endorsement from my yeah, first Yeah, I'm sure you do. I do. Uh,
2: but I, I was getting to the fact that when we had Dick Williams on, the first Reds Hot Stove League it took show, you a hell of a
1: long time to get to
2: it. And right. the fact that, you know, he had made the comment, because I think one of the most interesting parts of this offseason, and tell me if you agree, and, and not only this offseason, but really trying to look forward on Red, where the Reds are headed with some of the players, especially the group that sort of bunched together as infielders. When you're talking about Senzel and the idea of him now starting to work some at second base. Uh, Cozart is a free agent. Correct. Uh, some think there's a chance he comes back. Others say no chance of that. What do you do with Peraza? What do you do with Scooter Jeanette and Suarez? Is there an idea about moving him from third back to short? You know what I'm getting at here. A lot of moving parts, which which, if you're Dick Williams and his staff, these are big
1: decisions moving forward and how you're going to handle it. Well, it was kind of interesting. We had Buddy Bell on last week. And Buddy Bell was, was very assertive in making uh, the statement that One, he is a huge Eugenio Suarez fan. And secondly, he would be opposed to moving him anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that I've seen a player become not just proficient, but borderline gold glove proficient from one year to the next in playing defensively at third base as Suarez did. And along the same lines, Buddy made the comment about Nick Senzel, is that he could pretty much play anywhere. I mean, he, he thinks he's athletic enough that he could go to second base and play there. I don't know about shortstop, but he said there's no problem if they decide to move him to second that he can handle that position. I think it's kind of exciting uh, because of the mix. And, again, you made the mention of, of the one big question mark is how they are going to proceed at all, if they do at all, with, uh, with uh, Zach Cozart. Uh, I think there's some feeling that they will allow him to test a free agent market and see what's out there, and if what's out there is not sufficient to satisfy his needs, and maybe they come back together and they talk about a contract here. You know, look, you and I both agree, nobody loves Zach Cozart as a player and as a man
2: more than we do. I think that's universal across the board, anybody that spent any time in that Reds clubhouse, any time around the players in general. I just ask myself, though, to be honest with you, Dad, you know, I, I say I love Cozart. But if you brought him in on a one- or a two-year deal, and by that time you're hoping maybe in the second year you're contending, if not this year, you know, some of the pieces fall into place. But you know what I'm getting at. I just wonder, you know, why would you go spend that kind of money when you're going to have somebody else playing that position by the time you're
1: truly ready to be a contending team again? Well, I, I think part of the answer to that question is whether or not they, meaning the baseball operation led by Dick Williams and Lou Pinella and Buddy Bell and all the rest of those folks, are comfortable with some alternative. Right. Now, personally speaking, am I comfortable with watching Jose Peraza play shortstop every day? No, I'm not. Not now, I'm not. But I'm not willing to say that he can't because I was quick to say the same thing when Suarez was struggling with trying to learn how to play third base, and I and I and I'm sure I said it publicly, I don't know that this guy will ever be good enough to play every day. And a year later, he's challenging for a Gold Glove. And maybe Peraza can be a better defensive shortstop. I think he will work to become better. Yes. But again, I don't think you can go into 2018 and 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 not be solidly convinced that whoever's going to be playing that position can give you a major league job daily playing that spot.
2: I know we got to take a break. You know, my my final thought on that whole thing is I think the Reds have reached a point now with Suarez and Votto as corner infielders. Correct. They have enough leadership and guys that have been around for a while at this point in time to start moving this franchise forward.
1: I could not agree with you more. We've got Eric and we've got Bob standing by, and we hope more if you are inclined to dial us up here on the Reds Hot Stove League. We're going to go to a break now. You're listening to us live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Welcome back to the Holy Grail Banks. You're listening to the Reds' Hot Stove League, presented by
2: Budweiser. And we'd like to send out a big thanks to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Kids under the age of 13 can visit the Reds' Hall of Fame for free, while also learning about the differences between urgent care and the emergency room. If you'd like more information, visit RedsMuseum.org for dates and additional information. That's our good friend, the CEO at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Honored big event a couple of nights ago, Mr. Michael Fisher. All right, so here we are, and we've got some phone calls. Eric is standing by. Eric, I guess you want to talk about Adam Dunn. Welcome to the program. Hi, Tom. How are you? Very well. How are you doing, Eric? Great. got
5: good. a question, question for you first, and then a, a comment about Adam Dunn and Pete Rose. Um the question is, I was watching Fox Sports the other day, and saw you playing golf with Urban Meyer at Nearfield and I was wondering how you got chose to play with Urban
2: oh. not your dad,
5: and and uh, and who's a better golfer between you two?
2: Well, I don't play golf anymore. Uh, in fact, uh, I was just out of a uh, boot after an injury and went out there with Urban Meyer that day and actually broke the same foot that just came out of a boot. So even though I had a great time with Urban Meyer, it's not a great day physically for me. Moving forward, my dad is a far better golfer than I am. I quit about 10 years ago. So now your comments about Adam Dunn. Right. Uh,
5: I was able to sit next to Pete Rose during a Reds game about a year after uh, he was not the manager anymore. And it was fascinating to sit next to him. And I was a big Red Machine fan and followed his career. Was able to talk to him about you know, Juan Marichal, Bob Gibson, Gaylord Perry, all the, the great pitchers he, he faced. And it was fascinating that he could go back and say the, the day of the game, where it was at, sure. and actually go through the pitch cap, what yep. kind of pitch you threw. It was just amazing. And I, he could tell that, you know, I was a big fan and, and we had some good conversation. I guess I got a little bold and, and said that I didn't think Adam Dunn was a red kind of player. It didn't seem like he was having a lot of fun. It didn't hustle. And uh and Pete looked at me like like I just told him he didn't belong in the Hall of Fame. And he said, When I managed Adam Dunn, he was a superstar. If I could have remained manager, he would have been a superstar and had a much better career. It was just just fascinating to hear him talk about that. It was a lot of fun to be with Pete Rose.
2: I was not here during the Adam Dunn years. I came in 2007, and look, Adam Dunn is one of those players in in the Reds' history that is one of the ultimate lightning rod players. There are people that loved Adam Dunn. He hit a lot of home runs. He got on base. But at the same time, uh, you know, he did very few other things to try to improve as a baseball player defensively uh obviously that was a major issue for a long long time he was a very likable guy outgoing friendly uh what kind of leader he was along with ken griffey jr in the reds clubhouse for a number of years has been openly questioned and rightfully so so you know look i wasn't here during the time i didn't watch a guy play every day and so uh, his numbers certainly warrant, though, him going into the Reds Hall of Fame. If you're looking at you just strictly numbers and how he stacks up the guys that have ever played in the history of the franchise, he belongs there, and good
1: for him. Congratulations, he's going there. Eric, thanks for your call. we got to move on. Let's go to Bob. Bob, you want to talk about Joe Morgan and those uh, statements he made about ten days ago concerning Hall of Fame wood, uh, wannabes and steroids?
3: Yes, sir. I, you know, first of all, I just wanted to say, hey, thank uh, you guys are great, and thanks for staying in this city. You make everything great for thank baseball, you. and I really appreciate it. But yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to hear your takes, both of you, and I'll hang up and listen to your comments about Joe Morgan and his steroid uh, comment and the Hall of Fame, and and just hear both of your take. I appreciate it. You guys and your families have a great holiday.
1: Thank you, Bob. Well, you know, I, we touched on it briefly last week when I worked with Jim Day on this program, and, and, and I, I, I agree with everything that Joe Morgan said. I questioned his timing. Uh, I don't know why he waited as late as he did uh, to come out as publicly as he did and talking about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, all guys who allegedly – Uh, were on steroids uh, during the latter part of their careers. And I I, I agree with what Joe said. But having said that, I believe as time goes by, and we're already seeing in the increased number of positive votes that Barry Bonds um, and Roger Clemens get every time the voting comes out over the last few years, their, their numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger. And as you get further and further and further away from the the baseball writers that covered this game back in the decade of the 90s when uh, the alleged steroid intakes uh, were so prevalent and younger guys come in to replace these older guys, the younger guys are going to be inclined to vote for these guys. Uh, And, and, you know, it is what it is, and I I think we can talk until we're blue in the face if we agree with Joe's premise or if we don't agree with, with Joe's feeling, but... I think the day will come when Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and probably Sosa and McGuire and maybe Paul Merrow all will have plaques in Baseball's Hall of Fame. And from an old-timer who's been around over four and a half decades, I'm totally opposed to it, 100%. So that's all. I got, just got off my, uh, my soapbox, and we will take another break. Reds Hot Stove League, back live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Stay with us. Back here at the Holy Grail Bags for the final five or so minutes of the Reds Hot Stove League. Fans, be sure to enter for your opportunity to win the Hot Stove League grand prize. A customized Reds hand-painted bat courtesy of Mitchell Bat Company on March the 28th during our final Hot Stove League show on opening day eve. Entry slips can be found next to the Mitchell Bat Company bat displayed with the weekly prizes. Back to the phone, Madison, Indiana. Bill, thanks for waiting. You're on the Hot Stove League. What's up?
5: Uh, what do you think about the risk this year, 2000, going in 2018?
2: That's my main man, Billy, I from know Madison, Indiana. Hey, Bill, first things My first. main man.
1: How you feeling? Well, I'm falling. I broke my neck.
2: You broke your neck? Yeah. Are you
5: all right? Uh, yeah, but I, I can't keep my balance.
1: Oh, Billy, you got to get well before the first pitch of 2018, Billy. Yeah, I no,
5: uh. I got one I walk, I take a rehab.
2: Okay, but you're up walking around, right? Well, I
5: have a wheelchair now.
2: All right, all right, all right. Well, we hope and pray you get better, okay, buddy? Yeah. All right, so what did you want to
1: know about the 2018 Reds? Uh, We think the Reds are going to do
5: anything uh, this year, you know, like Joey Votto and uh, Billy Hamilton. Well,
1: they're not going to trade Joey Votto. Uh, and Tom and I were talking during a commercial break earlier. Bill, thanks for calling. That uh, Billy Hamilton's name has been mentioned prominently. Uh, the San Francisco Giants apparently have interest in him. Uh, I saw where the Baltimore Orioles had interest in him. All this is supposition until somebody puts a name to it from one of those two clubs. But when you hear a player's name being bandied about as much as Billy Hamilton's name is being bounced around, you got to believe there's some truth to it.
2: Tell you, it'd be interesting. I mean, obviously you got to find somebody to take over for him in center field. Right. I, I think you look at the current players the Reds would have available without bringing somebody else in, and nobody in that group would be somebody I'd look at and say, okay, I want him to play center field every single day. Shevler is athletic enough to do it. There's no doubt about that. And that would probably be the move with Shevler going to center, new ball and left, and Jesse Winker getting a chance in right field.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, Brian Price and all the baseball people talked about a four outfield Uh, Personnel, as far as the outfield is concerned in 2018. I don't think that works. I think you need to have three guys that are going to be there the majority of the time rather than sitting somebody down on a rotational-type basis just to give that fourth guy a chance to play.
2: And, and, you know, then a lot of that thing becomes too, Dad, you know, when you're talking about guys like Scooter Jeanette. I mean, a guy like him, if he's with a club this coming year, I mean, he played in the outfield a little bit last year, so he'd be a fourth guy. you could rotate in. Peraza, depending on how that plays out, is certainly a guy that could play anywhere in the outfield. So, you know, in essence, you would still have that fourth or fifth guy theoretically if you decided to go ahead and make that kind of move.
1: Well, we're pretty much out of time. We want to thank everybody who showed up tonight here at the Holy Grail. Thanks. You're great baseball fans. We want to thank Rick Walls and Phil Castellini beginning of a big next few days with reds fest starting on friday and carrying through saturday night uh so will you be in a
2: good mood at reds fest because you know a lot of years most years you're in a really good mood sometimes
1: you're a little cranky which is it going to be starting tomorrow for marty brennan i reserve the right at 75 years old to be cranky anytime i want to (laughs) Jim Day will be here to do the Hot Stove League next Wednesday night. I'll be in Lexington for a Hall Reds Hall of Fame group, and I'll be in Indianapolis the following Wednesday night to do the same thing. Wow! Thanks for listening. Catch you later.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or